0: It's about 20 minutes to 9, my time, Dublin. GMT plus 1. I think UTC plus 1 as well. Isn't that what you say? I think that's what we call it. Um, It's a beautiful evening here. It's about 17 degrees Celsius. And the sun this time of the year takes forever to set. And it casts this glow across where I live and in the Phoenix Park that's uh, really remarkable. You know, you have to see it to uh, appreciate it. Maybe you, maybe you have something similar where you're from, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a real orangey uh, sunset. You know, and the blackboards are singing like crazy, and there's loads of midgets in the air, and people are out running, and it just seems peaceful and good. And as I I went for a run tonight, I'm back training after, I'd say about three years of doing fuck all. And uh, as I ran tonight, uh, and I'm looking around, and I'm taking it in, you know. And now as I think about that, all of that, all of of that stuff, uh, and that whatever that mood is whatever that mood whatever that whatever that is that evokes that m- mood from me just does it you know irrespective of all our bullshit. um regardless of people's problems you know and uh houses and cars and stuff and uh there's a main road runs down through the phoenix park and it links up castleknock uh and the kind of periphery of West Dublin you might say and uh, pretty much the city centre I mean it's not that far away It's the, the, the avenue is probably about I don't know, is it two miles long? maybe a mile and a half, maybe two miles long and uh, cars zoom up and down, you know, people go to work and all that kind of stuff and they queue up and sometimes it gets a bit uh, crowded with cars but Really, it's so big that um, it's a wonderful thing to have right on the outskirts of the city. If you've never been in it, it's beautiful, different times of year. But uh, regardless of all the cars and the people and their shit and their bullshit and their problems and fumes and stuff, the park is just doing its thing, you know, and the sunrise and the sunsets. And uh, it's remarkable because um, all of that will go on. Uh, the blackboard will continue to sit on the chimney stack out my back window and chirp his little head off, um, regardless. And I'm saying that because this Friday we've got a referendum and the whole country is kind of upside down and inside out and torn apart over this question uh, of abortion. And um, abortion comes into it because Uh, Really, what we're voting on is the removal of of a clause, another clause, uh, a part of the Constitution, Article 40.3.3, which essentially uh, acknowledges the right to life of the unborn and the mother, except in uh, circumstances where the life of the mother is threatened, right? So, someone has to make a call under those conditions. In other words, you can't electively decide uh, to go and have an abortion, it's illegal here. Um, but people do, people buy pills online and they go to the UK and they have abortions there. So somebody somewhere has said, right, you need to sort this out. Uh, I've wondered where that has come from. Um it's it's suddenly I know it's been it's been in the news for the last couple of years, but somebody somewhere has brought this up and it became a hot topic again. And I'm asking myself, why? How come? You know, who said? who said now we have to do this again right the last time we did it was 1983 i think something like that um and uh you know it's 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 a very divisive subject we're going to the polls on saturday and people are being asked uh, are you in favor of removing article 40 which which uh which uh, recognizes the right to life of the unborn and of the mother except in circumstances that threatens the mother's uh, life including suicide um, uh, and replace it with a one-liner which basically says uh, we've got this legislation it's kind of draft it's not perfect but look we'll decide on it later just leave the door open for us and we'll sort it out thanks very much that's basically what it's saying but um, why this has driven a wedge between people in Irish society is because uh, you've got um, this popular discussion going on which is um focused on do we want to kill babies or do we want to not kill babies and then you've got you you've got kind of a, a parallel discussion which is uh do you want to give women the right to choice right to choose over what goes on with their body uh, or do you not you know and really like i think that's kind of moving away from uh the nobody issue or the no but the question really you know do you want to kill babies or do you not want to kill babies, right? Well, nobody wants to kill a baby, right? <laughs> That's obvious. And as mate of mine, Ray Hefferlin here a couple of weeks ago said, nobody's pro-abortion, you know. Everybody is pro-life. But sometimes there are circumstances when uh, perhaps it's the best thing to do, um, the best thing for the mother, whether it's a 13 or 14 or 12-year-old girl or or a woman who's suicidal or whatever, To have an abortion, maybe it is. Who am I to say? I can't say, but I don't agree with abortion. Uh, I don't. It's something about it just says no to me. But then, as I run through the park right tonight, and uh, I look at, I kind of taking a broader perspective on it. And although we can get caught up in the nitty gritty of right now and our lives and how our lives are so important, and how the lives of children who are alive today are so important. Every one of us, including all of the children that are around today and all, everybody will uh, disappear. We will uh, leave this place. We'll die and we'll turn to dust again and we'll become raw material for something else. You know, everything that we think we are, like we think we're so special, but we're really, we're really not. Like lives are snuffed out in an instant all across the planet every single day. And, and human beings are so caught up in a knot about death. You know, like on the grander scheme of things, it doesn't matter if I die, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow. Sure, there'll be some people who will grieve uh, for my absence, um, whatever I am, but they'll get over it and eventually they'll be gone and all of that perceived suffering will disappear. I mean, if I die, I'm not going to give a shit, you know, Um, but I think when we consider abortion, we think about what that fetus could become. And of course it be, could become the greatest human being that ever was. To, uh, to bring the most um, remarkable uh, thoughts and art and discovery to the world um, that has ever been brought. But uh, then again maybe it won't because you had an abortion or you and your partner decided to have an abortion. But really, is it the end of the world? Do these things come about by virtue of their will to come about, like these great grand discoveries, or or or, or remarkable pieces of art, or movements of people and ideas? Do they come about regardless uh, of who does it? Um, are we just are we just kind of tools in that in this grand progression? Like, on the grander scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Like, people who were alive 100 years ago have left stuff behind. But who's to say if they weren't here, someone else wouldn't have come up with them, you know? These great movements of people and thought and ideas would not have come about anyway, you know? I think we get caught up so much in the idea of what a thing could be. Like, you could go out tomorrow. Like, life always finds a way. It's like that movie, uh, Automata. Uh, If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, It's about... Uh, AI, and it's about the uh, inevitable uh, growth and development of life, in whatever form it chooses. And uh, human beings, like, we are so fucked up, you know, we think we are so special, uh, when in fact, we're not, we're just aspects of this thing that just goes on, you know, and um, personalities develop, and... we interact with each other and we believe that these personalities exist and they do i suppose at a particular level but ultimately they don't because when you and i disappear our personality disappears with it except maybe in the memory of someone who's left behind but then when they go there's nothing left of you you know unless you leave something remarkable and then other people will pick up on that and put it invariably that that personality that you wear will not exist anymore really because if you leave something behind of value others will take that and turn it into something else they will like you read about Freud right you read about I don't know Einstein you read about Steve Jobs and people pick up a book and read about these people and they come up with an idea of how these people wear but that's not how they wear at all it's like you uh could be the greatest person in the world to me, but the person beside me might think you're an asshole, right? So who's right? Is do I are you great, or are you an asshole, or maybe you're both, or maybe you're everything? Maybe all the people who interact with you, who have an opinion about you, are right that you're all of those things. So maybe the only question is who do you think you are? You know. So who do we think we are? Why do we believe that we're so remarkable? Well, we are remarkable, but. Uh, what makes us think that any one of us is so special that someone else wouldn't come along with a better idea or at least an equivalently uh, an equivalent um, good idea, you know? So uh, 100 people die tomorrow because, or a million people die tomorrow because you drop a bomb, I don't know, in fucking Syria. Well, the US and Great Britain and France and all have done their best in Russia as well. We'll see where that goes. But all those people will die. And then it'll all be on the news, and all of that story will be painted up, but we'll never get the truth of it. But all those people will die, just like millions of people died at the hands of the Nazis. And uh, life goes on. Is it deplorable? Um, it is deplorable, sure, right, from a particular perspective. But then you actually look at uh, a book that I'm reading at the moment by uh, Victor Frankl. He wrote, I think he wrote it in 19, 1950, 1950, was it, 48 or something, I can't remember when the first issue was, I think it was written in German, but uh, the English version, I think, came out around the 80s, I'm not sure, but anyway, if you if you haven't read it, get your hands on it and give it a read, because um, his experience in the concentration camp in Auschwitz and others um, brought about this book, and greater understanding of human beings and uh our our psychology you know so there's, there's there's always a good comes out of these things there has to be these things aren't polarized and to have our polarized view of them is a little bit flawed and uh, where was he um so i was talking about this abortion thing and um people are going to women and their partners and stuff are going to the uk every day every day every day maybe uh, certainly every week for abortions it's going on, it's happening. So, of course, women will make that choice and who am I and who are you to make or, or or to suggest what a woman should do. Now, I think it should be the last resort. That's my opinion. And I think psychological services should be in place. I think that's more, a more important question that we need to answer. Why this country? I dropped the phone. Where was I? Um, I was talking about... um. Women going to the UK for abortions and buying abortion pills. So it's happening and uh, nobody's going to stop it. If you think it's right for you, well then go for it. It's not an easy decision, I can't imagine it is. Uh, so I, I don't envy anyone in that situation. Um, uh, people have abortions for all kinds of reasons. Um, there is something in me that has a problem with the state providing services for abortion. Uh, for no particular reason other than it doesn't suit me right now, you know, there's something about that I have a problem with, and I can't not have a problem with it, uh, but if people want to do that, well then, that's up to them, um, I think we're at a particular stage of evolution, humanity, where these things um, are, uh, they're accepted, you know, Um I don't think there's anything can be done about uh, from from a from a kind of a ten thousand foot viewpoint top of Everest job. Uh, humanity is growing in a particular direction, and um, it's certainly uh, the world is probably a better place than it was a hundred years ago, um, or even two hundred years ago. We don't send children up chimney stacks to clean them anymore. We don't send them down coal mines. We don't. Uh, we don't mistreat them we don't leave babies on doorsteps i mean at least not in modern western industrialized societies uh but we do have we do still you know there's a, there's another perspective where that you can take whereby uh human beings we human beings are you could you could say quite primitive you know we've got all this technology we've got iphones we've got apps and we've got all this lovely stuff the app i'm recording this podcast using an iphone i hit publish and it goes out to all these places for everyone to hear like it's remarkable right you wonder sometimes where technology is going to go but i don't think humanity on the whole is has reached the level of maturity yet uh, that we can actually take full advantage of the intellect that we uh, appear to have the intellect is running riot you know and the intellect uh, which is a a linear kind of surface level analysis type um, mind doesn't see the wonder you see you know when you're out running in a park in the evening and the sun is setting you know it doesn't see that it just sees the bottom line you know when when it sees a woman in. Uh, suffering psychological trauma because of a previous experience uh, maybe a rape or maybe uh, she's married and she's been uh, having a thing with another married guy around the corner and now she's pregnant or maybe she's uh, challenged by psychological trauma of another kind and suddenly she's pregnant and has to deal with that Uh, i think it's i think it's Uh, reflective of our uh, juvenile state where we deem it okay and acceptable to have services where that pregnancy is terminated I think ultimately we'll mature to a point where maybe not that it's how can I put this we'll see there are better ways other than to just come in and chop the tree down We'll see that there's a better way we'll see that we can how how we can live with it, and maybe um you see we're very short term thinking things us humans, you know we only see our fucking trouble right now, and I suppose that's all you all you can see, but we don't open our perception up to the possibility of what might be down the road in a positive perspective from a positive perspective, you know we anticipate the negative nearly all the time. And we fail to see perhaps the positive that can come about in a particular situation, you know. But then again, you could also argue, well, uh, terminate the pregnancy, um, suffer that, whatever it is that suffering is. Go through that. Whether you have, I think, if you're in a crisis situation and you're pregnant, you're going to be uh, suffering. Whether you have the child or during that term, pregnancy term, or whether you don't certainly um i can i can imagine that if you have a if you have a determination that years later you might consider well i wonder what that child would be like now you know it what like if you're a child if you're a child yourself like a young teenager and you you find you are pregnant uh, either by virtue of hooking up with another kid or a guy down the road and getting getting at it when you know you feel you shouldn't and all of a sudden you're pregnant and you're 14 or maybe you you found yourself um in a compromising situation with an adult that took advantage of you and now you're pregnant or what that's trauma like i don't think there's get any getting rid of that uh you can terminate the pregnancy but there's always going to be a problem you know there's going to be the trauma of the remembrance of the experience you know and I think to believe that terminating the pregnancy is gonna fix that problem is I think it's naive and I think that short term thinking is is just kicking the can down the road, you know, really. Yeah uh, but that's the nature of humanity, you know, right now. I mean here we are debating the rights and wrongs of abortion and uh we have kids kids who are alive and need assistance today in this country psychological assistance and uh, support and they don't have it you know there's no state services psychological services for children for young children and for young adults and even even adults you know the the blanket treatment for people with psychological difficulties is pills you know give them some drugs to deal with their anxiety and depression and kids who don't fit in kids who are left kind of on the outside or maybe have suffered trauma true sexual abuse or whatever there's no treatment for them you know there's no state services i wonder if that's where the money should be going i don't know um so although i don't i don't um i can't say abortion would ever be a solution for me and my family given what we have discussed here in between our four walls Uh, It might be a solution to your problem or somebody else's. And if it is, well, um, so be it. Uh, Like I said, who am I to tell you what to do? But I do have a problem with the government's proposal uh, and the the document that they proposed and essentially just leaving the door open for them to bring in legislation later. I think that's a little bit disingenuous and a little bit kind of rushed. You know, that's not right. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Maybe we'll learn, maybe we won't. But ultimately, we'll all disappear and none of this shit will really matter, you know. Eventually, we'll figure it out. Eventually, we'll get it right. And uh, Or maybe we won't. Maybe there'll always be problems. And maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe there's also always supposed to be challenges in these things. Because uh, what's life if you, if it's not the good and the bad, you know what's life if it's not the challenges and the easy days you know um i think i think ultimately it's uh, we've got to find a balance somehow um i don't know if uh, ultimately abortion is the is the answer to the problems that um we face in that regard i think psychological services need to be paramount But uh, that's it for me, I think, for now. Just some thoughts, idle thoughts, rambling thoughts, you might say, on the matter. Um, But uh, I'd say steer clear of those TV shows, you know, that are debating the issue. Because um, it's full of people who are just leaning so far either to the right or the left to support their own ideas. It doesn't do you and me any favors, like the degree of sensationalism and the uh, the use of different cases and hard cases and stuff. To, to both sides are using it. Like it's a little bit disingenuous to you and me. It's like we want this and you're we're right and you're wrong, you know. And there's no right and wrong in it. There's no deciding. Like there's no saying. That, there's no saying that taking 40, your 14-year-old daughter over to the UK for an abortion because somehow she's pregnant is a right or a wrong thing to do. How the fuck can I say that, you know? Or or denying uh, a psychologically troubled woman an abortion, I don't know, how, for whatever reason she became pregnant um because our life is threatened and saying no sorry we can't do that is that right or wrong who am i to say that you know these things need to be need to be decided upon uh, between the woman a partner if it's applicable or parents if if that's applicable um, and support services and non-judgmental support services i don't know it's a really difficult one it's really difficult but what we're being asked to vote for on friday is remove the clause which basically acknowledges the right to life of the unborn and the life of the mother and replace it with this kind of gates open one, which basically says, well, we'll decide on the legislation later. Uh, But uh, you're basically saying that the government will legislate for uh, uh, the termination of pregnancies. So it's a tough one. And uh, maybe make sure you do your homework anyway if you're voting. So that's it for me uh, on this fine evening. The sun now has dipped uh, below the line of the roofs of the houses to the west. The sky's on fire. And that orange is moving into a deeper orange, almost red now. And it's a wonderful thing. And despite all of this bullshit that goes on, all the arguing and the tune and frown and the political nature of this this particular discussion uh, life goes on and life will find a way regardless of what you and me do and uh, here just one final thought um, that occurred to me as I was running around today uh, people are saying that you know for you and me to interfere with nature with uh, a pregnancy for example is is wrong because it's wrong it's uh that intervening disrupts the natural flow of life right but are we not part of that you know our our activity is not part of that you see nature pours a vacuum so you come in with your bulldozer and you lay waste to that one acre of ground, trees and shrubs and plants and stuff. You come back in a couple of years and it's all grown back, you know. So all of this stuff that we do is just temporary. So that's all I've got for you. Um just wanted to record that bit. I'm sitting in my chair in my office and uh I'm about to have a shower. So that's it. I might see you tomorrow. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Daily Larb. I'm Larry G Maguire, writer and artist over at larrygmcguire.com. And uh, thanks for listening in. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, YouTube even. Everywhere good good podcasts can be heard, you'll find the show. So if you want to read my stuff, get over to com. If you'd like to support this podcast and support me in my work and my writing, get over to Patreon.com forward slash LarryGMcguire. Might see you there. Alright, take it easy. Good luck.